Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 259 of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here with me today. Today we have another hand from a $1,000 buy-in World Series of Poker event. And um, this is a fun, exploitative play that you can make to take advantage of live reads. Now, um, it's hard to discuss live reads when you're showing you know, only a replay of a hand. That said, you're going to have to trust me on this one. In this hand, I knew with a high degree of certainty that my opponent liked his hand. So this player opens up to 2.5 big blinds out of a 50 big blind stack from under the gun. Low jack calls, and I'm in the cutoff with ace four of diamonds. This is a situation where I should definitely call. You may think I should be re-raising here sometimes, but that would be terrible because I already know right off the bat, this guy's like pumped up. He was sitting here like playing on his phone. Then all of a sudden he puts his phone down, looks at his cards. He's like, okay, okay, we're playing this hand now. And he opened under the gun, which means he probably has something pretty good, right? It's not like 9-7 suited. It's probably aces or kings or queens or ace-king. So re-raising would be terrible. So let's call. We're going to see a flop and try to flop well. You may ask, why do you even want to try to see a flop with ace-4 of diamonds? Well, because if I do happen to get a very strong hand like a flush or trips, trip fours especially, I stand to win a pretty big pot. All right, flop comes king-8-7. Uh, big blind called as well, so we, we see the flop four ways. Under the gun raise, low jack called, I called, cut off, big blind called. King, eight, seven, two diamonds. Under the gun bets 400 into the 1300 pot, low jack folds. And now, I again, have a very easy call with the nut flush draw. And right here, I would call with all of my draws, because there's no purpose in raising draws if you know your opponent's probably not folding, right? In this scenario, let's imagine my opponent does have aces, kings, queens, or ace-king, well, a lot of that range is not folding, right? Everything besides queens is not going to fold. And for all I know, maybe this guy's just a complete novice and thinks queens are great all the time, no matter what comes on the flop. So this is a situation where raising withdraws makes no sense at all. If you all have studied with me over at PokerCoaching.com, you know that very often you do want to be raising your best-made hands and your draws, but not in spots like this where it's clear your opponent's not going to fold. Um, if you do want to get a free trial at PokerCoaching.com, by the way, we have lots and lots of homework challenges where I would present you a situation like this and say, what is your strategy on, your, on the flop with your whole range? And you better not say raise very often. <laughs> uh, the right play is to call with pretty much everything besides your best hands, like two pairs and sets, because with your sets, you want to get all the money in, and you easily can because your opponent has a good hand. And with your draws, there's no point in raising because your opponent probably isn't folding. So let's call. Big blind folds. Turn is the two of diamonds giving me the flush. And the opponent checks. All right, so now the pot is 1,900. And our opponent has 4,300 left. And in this scenario, I definitely think we need to be betting, right? There's no point in slow playing because remember, I told you the opponent likes his hand. It's still obvious. Probably doesn't have a flush, but he probably has something pretty good like ace king. Maybe pocket kings, maybe aces. So in this situation, we need to bet. So the only real consideration is, do we bet big or do we bet gigantic? <laughs> there is no purpose in betting small because, again, we just want to get value and we want to get money in the pot, right? If we bet small and say the river's a diamond and the opponent doesn't have a diamond, there's a pretty good chance he's going to figure out a way to get off the hook, which would be terrible, right? We want to get our money in against aces. So either we're going to bet big, like 1,800, or we're going to go all in. And I think both plays are very viable. If you think your opponent will fold to an all-in, as many, many players will, 
because it's just a humongous bet, then you should definitely bet 1800 instead of all in. However, I'm a pretty big fan of just getting the money in immediately whenever you're against someone who it's just clear they like their hand, right? This is a thousand dollar tournament. A lot of people do not accurately understand hand values. And if I do jam here, a lot of people are going to put me on a draw, which is clearly ridiculous because um, whenever anyone does make any play, they have a range. And if their range is all draws, it means they're terrible. And, you know, some people assume I'm terrible, but for the most part, people assume I'm not terrible. So it's um, not a good strategy to put your opponent on a draw or put your opponent on ace-king unless you actually do think they're bad. Now, to be fair, I do think my opponent's bad because, like I said, they were playing on their phone, not so interested in poker, and then they perked up, they bet the flop multi-way, they checked the obviously scary turn. This is a spot where this player likes their hand. So I like all-in. If I do bet 1,800, obviously I'm jamming all the rivers. I mean, even if the river's a king or an eight or a seven, it doesn't matter. We're still jamming all the rivers. But I think against most people, we can get money in the pot. And a lot of people look at this and say, why would you bet so big? You give your opponent the chance to fold. Yeah, but no one folds aces and no one folds kings and no one folds ace-king because it's a pretty good hand and it's high in, the, in terms of hands that the opponent could actually have. So when you are pretty sure your opponent has a very good hand and you're pretty sure it's susceptible to being outdrawn and you're pretty sure they're not going to fold it, you might as well just get all the money in immediately. So I do jam, and I remember this. The opponent just like couldn't put his chips in the pot faster. Like he knew he had this hand. He knew he won. And um, he had ace of spades, king of hearts for top pair. No, no flush draw. And this is just a beautiful example of this situation that comes up where you can get well out of line and exploit the mistakes your opponents are making. This guy should have realized his ace king is not a great hand here. It's very clearly marginal. To be fair, he may not have many better hands besides, well, aces and kings. But even then, if the opponent is calling here, he's probably calling a little bit too much whenever I blast it. So this one worked out for me. And it's always nice when that does happen. So if you want to learn how to exploit your opponents and the mistakes they're making, go to pokercoaching.com. There we have tons of interactive homework challenges and quizzes where I put you in my shoes, kind of like this. Um, episode of Weekly Poker Hand and ask you what would you do in these situations and give you a score based on the decision you make. And doing that over and over and over again, putting yourself in the situations that pros are in and getting their feedback in real time will go a long way to making you a much better poker player. So check that out. Get your completely free trial at pokercoaching.com. Thanks for watching. Good luck in your games. And I'll talk to you next time.